the heart of art, scoping the Brussels Valley for the best artists and bringing them to your radio. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Hector Nino. Hello and good evening, everyone. Uh, you are listening to The Heart of Art, and I am Hector Nino. And before we get to our show, I'd like to go over some special art announcements. I think I'm going to start calling these announcements art announcements. Um, and the first one is actually from NPR. We are an NPR station, so um, they wanted us to promote this contest that they are having, and it's called the Tiny Desk Contest. I'm sure some of you might have heard of it. And it's going to be closing Monday, March 14th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time, and they are asking all unsigned musicians to please submit a video of themselves performing an original song uh, at a desk, and the winner actually gets some really cool prizes. Um, they will actually get to play a, a tiny desk concert that will be posted on their YouTube, and if you have not seen this, these, I recommend you do go and check them out. They have a lot of views, um, and the winner will also get uh, to go on tour with NPR Music. So that's pretty exciting. If you want more information on this, you can go to their website at npr.org slash tinydeskcontest. And for our second art announcement, we have uh, the Forsyth Galleries is actually going to be uh, hosting an event called the Creative Corner, uh, five-minute online creativity breaks. And this is actually going to be hosted by Jen Korolenko, who is the Curator of Education at the Forsyth Galleries. And these are going to be uh, different times between January through April, but for the month of March, uh, she will be hosting it today. Actually, she hosted it at 2 p.m., but if you missed today's, you can catch the one on the 23rd at 2 p.m., March 23rd at 2 p.m., and she will be uh, doing activities from the book Journal Sparks, Fire Up Your Creativity with Spontaneous Art, Wild Writing, and Inventive Thinking by Emily K. Newberger. So if you are looking to de-stress a little and maybe exercise your creative brain, go ahead and, and check this out with the Foresight Galleries and yeah, go see Jen Korolenko at this event. All right, well now for our show, we have two interviewees and the first one is actually a very dear friend of mine who is a local artist born and raised here in the Brazos Valley. Her name is Shelby Lancaster and she has an interesting view on what art is for her. I, rec I recommend that you go check out her work. Uh, and we will also be talking to Dr. Carol Fox Henricks, who is a photographer here in the Brazos Valley. And we have a very interesting conversation about technology and how that is used within photography. All right, let's start the show. Hello and welcome to the KME studio. Uh, today in the studio I have a very good friend of mine. Her name is Shelby Lancaster. She is a great artist. If you'd like to check out her work, make sure to go to her Instagram on at private canvas. Her name is Shelby Lancaster, so you can go ahead and take a look while we're having this little talk. Hello, Shelby. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Doing good. I haven't seen you in such a long time. I, I feel like it's been forever. I feel like the last time you saw me, I didn't have hair. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You sure <laughs> did have a buzz cut. <laughs> had a buzz cut. I grew it out and doing something different. Oh, cool, cool. I love it. I love it. Um, all right. So I guess where I like to start off is uh, people's background. Mm -hmm. So where are you from? 
first I'm of all? I'm from College Station. I'm College local. Station? Yeah. Okay. Do you think that that has any effect on your art? I It probably does with me, like, without me knowing that it does. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sure if I grew up in a big city, things would be different. So, and definitely I know, like, my upbringing and my surroundings growing up probably plays an effect on that. Mm-hmm, yeah. I mean, we have some friends in common, so I know that you went to College Station High School, mm-hmm. um, and they did tell me that your work was, like, constantly recognized. It was, like, on the walls. It was, yeah. Um, would you say that uh, your art was kind of, like, polished in high school? I don't know. Honestly, I feel like in high school, like, art has always been a thing for me, and, I mean, it was no different when I got to high school. Right. I can remember since, like, first grade my stuff was being recognized or like somebody was doing something with it Mm -hmm. within the school at least so high school I don't know if it was it wasn't any different for me but also I didn't I also didn't feel like I was anything special you know like because I was also I'm a quiet person and I keep a close circle of people and I also I didn't really have too many close friends in high school it wasn't until afterwards but I mean, some of the like the staff didn't even know who I was, and I was wow. just really low key. And but my art would be out there somehow, and yeah. people would know me for that. I feel like your art is like much more loud than you. It is, yeah. <laughs> um, which I don't mind. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm curious as to what you were doing in first grade. Hold up. So, uh, honest, like the earliest memory of me doing anything artsy, I guess. Um, I know like growing up even before kindergarten I would copy my mom because she would always doodle these little horses and stuff that's all she would do and so I would just that's what I knew so I would copy her and then eventually I found out there was other things but then I know in kindergarten we uh, there was a moment where we were sitting down like on this long table and there were students next to each other and um we were drawing something, I don't know. It was just like a drawing activity. Mm-hmm. And I remember the kid next to me asking me if I could draw this for them. Oh, because they knew yeah. <laughs> that you would do better. But but yeah, like even, it was either first or second grade, but they had the, um, like the Christmas card competitions. Oh yeah. And uh, I don't know if it was a competition when you were that young, but they would choose like the best ones. It low-key was yeah. a competition. Uh-huh. And you then totally. they would, they would like, they chose mine. It was of some snowmen. I don't know. It was for Christmas, and um, they like made copies of it, and they framed my thing and like gave it to me. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. So I remember, like, I have memories from as early as I can wow. recall. So your art. What would you say um, is your art style? Because when I was kind of uh, looking at them and looking at like the art styles, mm-hmm. I hopped like into surrealism, maybe, or what would you identify it as? Honestly, I don't think I've spent the time to even put a label on it. Hmm, right. And I don't know if I want to Ooh, because okay. I get like the past few years I've been trying to hone in on, OK, what am I really into doing and what I want to do more of? Mm-hmm. Because I I know I absolutely my favorite thing is portraits, whether it is uh, realism, surrealism, whatever it comes out to be. I don't know if I. I don't always necessarily go into them like knowing 
what style I want this to be in, but I know it's going to come out looking like my work. It doesn't look like anyone else's. Right, yeah. I mean, your hand is so distinct. Yeah. Um, just for context, how old are you? I want our audience to know how old I turned 26 in December. 26, okay. Mm -hmm. So you are very young, but your hand looks so experienced. I mean, yeah, I don't, it, it's always been a, I guess, a natural. I was thinking to myself today, just like, you know, what's going to come up in this interview. Mm -hmm. And it's like uh, how everyone is just born into Like, they know how to breathe already. Mm -hmm. Like, I already knew how to use those abilities. I don't know. Because it, it, I don't know if it runs. There's nothing really in the family other than my mom. But she never took things seriously. So I don't know what she's capable of. Right. But other than that, I don't know where it came from. It was just like I was born into it. This is just a part of my agenda. Well, you're one of the lucky few. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, I mean, I thought it was a little bit of surrealism, a little bit of pop art, mm -hmm. maybe even if, if you want to label it. I know you don't want to, but uh, for the for our audience, I yes. guess, who are listening mm -hmm. so they can kind of have an image of of what your um, paintings look like. Mm -hmm. And you also use different types of mediums, right? Yeah. So I mainly play with acrylics. That's what I've been using for years. And they're I'm sure what most people start out using when they're painting. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't tried oils. I really want to. Just they're so buttery, but like I'm, I just haven't. They're expensive. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I've done my fair share of graphite. I did that all through high school, mm. um, and I still try to go back to it every now and again. But it's not my favorite. I see on your Instagram that you have a lot of color pencils. Mm -hmm. And things that appear to be crayons, but I don't know if they are crayons. I haven't used crayons, but okay. the colored pencil. So uh, I'm at Blinn right now. It's mm -hmm. my second year. And I've been trying my best to take all the art that I can yeah. uh, just to learn what I don't know. Because a lot of my stuff is naturally taught or, or self-learned, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but the colored pencils I actually I always love looking at people do colored pencils when they're really good at it it looks awesome yeah um but I had never tried it I don't even think I was interested but I we had some projects in my uh drawing class that we use colored pencils and I realized I'm pretty good at this yeah I mean <laughs> it's extraordinary work <laughs> it's, it's fun like different mediums other than acrylics for me are just they're fun to play with acrylics is what I really take seriously yeah so I saw this um, series on your Instagram, mm -hmm. the the ones that were like, be kind, be understanding, oh, yeah. be honest. Mm -hmm. That was, I mean, amazing for me. I, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit uh -huh. about what it meant for you. So I can't recall like where that idea came from. I always have these spurts of just, you know, let me try this. Let me do something different. Um, I always wanted, because those were, uh, I posted a picture and then I followed it with like a, a sped up version of me right. actually doing it mm -hmm. and I always I, I'm always into the idea of doing making videos um, and I always love even watching them on YouTube and stuff but I I don't actually sit down and make the time for it mm -hmm. um, I, I don't know that was just like I'm always into those little meanings in life and mm -hmm. I know they can be corny and cliche but I think they're said so often for a reason right. to just be kind and you know be courageous and sometimes I know for me like through my art I do have to remind myself of those things and those are just little spurts of creativity that 
obviously as if you can see like there's only a few of them it was mm -hmm. meant to go on longer but it stopped because yeah. that's what happens in my brain like yeah. i just move on to something Next else thing, yeah <laughs> i mean the reason i bring it up is because it does look like it was different types of like mediums yeah. i saw like pen mm -hmm. even so yeah that was really playful for me i just brought out i, I mean i wasn't going to sit there and do a painting you know like i just used pastels and uh uh pencils and pens whatever i could find mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i mean to me it was kind of like uh, it looks even childlike, it is, yeah. but with like very, um, you know, things you say every day, be kind, be mm -hmm. understand, be honest. But it's mm -hmm. kind of like, uh, I don't know, maybe like taking it to like your childhood level. Like mm -hmm. it is so basic, so common, yet people still have to be reminded about it. Yeah. So I you saying, you know, the whole child atmosphere thing, I find myself often uh, like honing into that uh, feeling of in innocence. my body. Yeah. And. I don't know why I just I've always felt like a child at heart and a lot of things that I do and even just out in my personality it'll come out and sometimes I can just be really expressive in that nature and just this like youthful uh childlike atmosphere you know and it comes out in my art too yeah I mean it's clearly visible through mm -hmm. your your feed on Instagram um are there any like uh main messages or overarching themes that you say your paintings have I would, I'm going to assume that by the end, uh, there is no end, but by, you know, the, the, the height of my artistic journey, I'm going to end up with probably 99% self-portraits mm -hmm. because that's what I love to do. Um, and I assume Frida Kahlo felt the same way because she did a bunch of them of herself too. And I get that. It, I mean, it's, you see yourself every day, you know, it's something that you're so familiar with. And being able to paint it or or draw it or whatever, um, you start to see yourself at different angles and different lights. And you're like, this is what I really look like. But it's not really, it, it's more of a feeling for me. Like painting is, I'm not trying to, you know, make an exact copy of what I see in front of me. It's more of like, what am I feeling through this? So more of like a reflection of yourself. It, yeah. Uh -huh, mm -hmm. Like in self-reflection. I love that. Yeah. It, it It's a... All of my painting, but especially my self-portraits, are this self-love act. Mm -hmm. It's just this journey of like self-care, honestly, yeah. because through it all, I'm also, it's just this natural like meditation space for me. I don't go to it to meditate, but mm -hmm. when I'm doing it, it's just naturally happening. Like I'm just relaxed and I, like I'm not stressed out at all. And it's, there's ideas constantly flowing in my head and like it just ends up being whatever it is. Wow. So. Yeah. I mean, I think with um, other interviews, what we've spoken about is like how we grow with mm -hmm. our paintings. And I think it's interesting that you're doing self-portraits because as you increase your capabilities in art, you're also growing as a person, mm -hmm. you know, like, and I feel like there's an interesting relationship between those two. There is. Mm. Yeah, I don't like, I've found myself, of course, like I love doing portraits of anybody. It could be a stranger. It could be an image I found online, but I've stepped away from doing that because it doesn't connect with me necessarily it's not like mm. an attachment that I have and it's not something that I want to deeper explore um it, even like portraits of family members or friends like I'm not even too interested in I'll do them every now and again but it's really the self-portraits that make me keep going like I That's just want to make more yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome um, and so, I mean, I was going to ask you about your inspirations, but you mentioned Frida Kahlo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right off the bat. Honest, like every time I get asked uh, if I have a favorite artist or who is it, 
I don't know how to answer that. Mm-hmm. I am honestly like, I hate being this artist that doesn't really know the history of everything mm-hmm. because I, you know, so many professors who do this for their for a living, like they can just spit out facts and history and they know who did this and who did that. And I'm just, it's so overwhelming. And I know I'm probably expected to know those things, but I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't necessarily have a favorite artist uh, because I like every time I go somewhere and see art, it's always enjoyable for me. I can always learn from everybody. Right. And I don't think I've ever seen art that I don't like or that I can't learn from. Um, I do know I had a really uh, euphorical experience uh, in high school. My senior year, we took a, uh, I was in like an advanced art class, so we we did special things but (laughs) we went to um we took a field trip to this uh collection in houston um it's called the manil collection i'm pretty sure it's still there i think it's a you know a permanent thing but it's just these different buildings and they all have different art in them but there's one building there it's called the cy twombly collection or something i'm not sure but it's he's an artist he he's passed he's he's gone but i went there and we started off um, like as a group of people, and then um, I eventually like I, I ended up spending a lot more time in these rooms with his art, and everyone kind of just drifted away from me. They just kept going throughout the building, and I don't know what it was. If you look up his art, like it's it's very sporadic, and it's very, you can tell all of it was in the moment, and like he just he put whatever was right then and there, he put it into his work, mm-hmm. and it's. It, it's really what anyone could do. It just looks like a, it looks like a scratch pad, like just like no, a notepad, but blown up, you know, it's like all his ideas written down and just like sloshes of paint everywhere. Like Almost it's like really messy. Mm-hmm. Type. Okay. And, but I went there and I, now as I was walking through, I don't know what happened in my body, but I just, I remember staring at this one piece and there was, um, you could tell like where he'd use a spray bottle and it created like this dripping thing going on with the paint. Wow. And I just started crying. Like I was, like full-on bawling just hysterical and I it was I wasn't even embarrassed I was so in the moment and I don't know what happened to my spirit I don't know like what was going on inside of me but it was just really it was really spiritual for me and it was very euphoric and all these feelings I didn't care who there was like a kindergarten class standing around me and I was I just I didn't even care but it just felt so good to have even though I don't know what happened, I felt so connected to this artist I had never known before. I'd never heard of him. I'd never seen his work. I felt so connected to him for some reason. Because wow. um, he would write little words in his artwork and then he would paint over them and write something else. And you can just, just standing there trying to dictate what was there before and like just little messages that he was trying to put out, um, whether it was intentional or not. Like, it, it was just really, I loved it. And yeah. it made me cry for some reason. And that was just that's a really I'm going to remember that forever mm-hmm. and that's that's never happened to me before then or afterwards and so for that reason I tend to say that Cy Twombly is my favorite artist okay okay but yeah. you know give or take yes and no I it's just it was just the moment for me it was just what I experienced I mean that's what I love about art that it just hits everyone differently mm-hmm. on different scales even and you never know <laughs> yeah you, you never, never know, know how it's gonna hit you mm-hmm. <laughs> all right um and then more specifically about your paintings, um, I see that there's a lot of patterns uh-huh. and, and colors, uh-huh. a, a focus on color. Yeah. How do you come up with these colors and, and patterns even? Because so, um, I feel like they capture the essence of the person that you yeah. are also painting in that. 
So I'm glad you say that because yeah. it's kind of random for me. But so to be honest, uh, it wasn't until my senior year of high school that I did my first painting. Oh. Uh, before that, I hated color. I hated what? I, like I, I don't know if I'd say hate, but I just was never ever interested in using them okay. or even trying to. Like I was not interested. I was so stuck on doing graphite portraits with pencil and black and white. Like it was just a thing for me, and I felt like I could get I could get so much more realism out of that. Mm. Um, so I just stuck to it, and I was some. It was something I had practiced and I was familiar with, but um, color, yeah. I did my first portrait my senior year of high school, and I haven't stopped painting since then. Good. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like for like now, you know, graphite is something I barely touch now. But um, I haven't stopped painting since that one time, and color has been like it just like washed over me. I don't know what happened, but I I absolutely love using color and. Whether I mean to or not, I always end up using the entire spectrum of the rainbow in all of my pieces. Wow. Even ones that look like their skin tone or something. If you look closer, there's layers of green and purple and blue and pink. Yellow, and red. Yes, yes, like you can see everything in my paintings. Mm -hmm. And I love that about my work because I don't, it's like unintentionally intentional. Right. Um, it just kind of happens and it's just like, it's something that my hands do. It's just something that I feel like I need to use every single color. Um, but yeah, like all the patterns and stuff, I, I start, I, I, that's, uh, that was another spurt of creativity mm -hmm. because I, I am starting now to get away from that. I still like to use patterns, but I, you know, you play with them differently and they, they morph into different things the more that you continue to do them. And I think my art will continue evolving in that way. Yes. So I don't know if I'll have like a style that sticks with me, but it'll be something surrounding portraits and however I play with them. Yeah, I'm very excited to go through this journey with you. Yeah, I mean, I'm, we're going to keep ourselves updated on what's going on and what uh -huh. you're into now. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we're coming to the end of our mm -hmm. interview now, and I kind of want to leave the audience with this quote that you have on your bio. Patience and persistence. It's a practice that makes perfect. Mm -hmm. Why would you choose that as your bio quote? So I came up with that. Um, I like art, like with any avenue of it, I just enjoy playing with words and somehow that ended up, uh, there's a, there's a word for it. I don't know what it's called, but every word in there starts with a P unintentionally, mm -hmm. but it sounds good. And I thought it, it made sense to me. Typically everything I do, it makes sense to me and it's something for me. Um, and whatever anyone else can get out of it, I'm happy for them. Yeah. Um, but that. I'm glad you bring recognition to that because no one has ever pointed my bio out and it's been there for a while. Yeah. And I just, I, I don't know. It's just like practice is, that's how you, that's life. You go through so many practices, whether you know it or not. Like you, you know, you practice until you finally get the, the right, you know, until you finally tie your shoes correctly. Like right, you yeah. practice up until Learning that how to point. drive. Yeah. Every single thing. Like practice. when you don't know you're doing it, you're practicing and practice is a lifelong, you're going to keep practicing until you, you know, get to the point of completing anything. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I always, yeah, I always mention practice because it's, it's something that you constantly have to do in order to, I don't want to say perfect, but in order to get to where you want to go you have to practice it's never going to show up it's never going to be what you want it to be when you want it to be there you know right so yeah all right 
Well, that was a beautiful ending <laughs> to our interview. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming to Thank the studio. Thank you for having me. I feel I'm appreciative. Of course. Anytime, anytime yes. that you'd like to come back, you are welcome to. Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the studio. Uh, I am here today with Dr. Carol Fox Henrik, and uh, she is a photographer. And if you'd like to see her art while we're having this discussion, uh, you can go to her website, cfh.art. And yeah, hello, Dr. Carol. How are you today? Hi, I'm very good. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Well, thank you for being here. Uh, to start off, I'd like to uh, go into a little bit of your background. Uh, I saw through your website that you're a Galveston native. I am. I am. I was born on the island, which is a, a th big thing if you're from Galveston. That's where I really fell in love with nature. I spent a lot of time outside, and so I had fields and um, bays to wander around in, so I really fell in love with nature, I think, at that point, and that's really what drives drives me, is my love of nature. Mm -hmm. Did you start a photography in Galveston as well? I did not. No. I did not. I didn't oh. get into photography until, I don't know, around 2006. 2006. And it was kind of an accident. I was working in technology. My background is in instructional technology. And mm. so I was working and, you know, looking how it's for some continuing education. And so my supervisor suggested, why don't you do something for fun and take a photography class? Well, because of my background was in technology, I picked the digital photography class. Hmm. And so that kind of spurred an interest in that. And I really do enjoy the challenges involved in all that. Yeah. Do you mind going into your education, what that was exactly? I have a, a couple of different degrees, right? Mm -hmm. uh, from the University of Phoenix and University of Houston and um, in instructional technology and then in educational leadership. Okay. And I'm, I'm guessing the technology aspect is what you kind of gravitate towards. It is. It is. I, um, whenever I started, it, because with digital photography, you have to use a computer, right, yeah. if you're going to do anything with your, your photos. And so when I started figuring out, oh, I can do this and I can do that, and it just felt like a light bulb went on. And mm. I said, this is, this is what I want to be doing. I know in photography, it has to do a lot with your tool, the camera. Um, do you have any suggestions on what uh, type of mode or settings you you use you prefer or any type of lenses that you sure. recommend sure so for years I shot with Canon equipment and not that I really feel that one brand is any better than the other but that's just what I started with and so that's what I was most familiar with all right um, as far as the Canon when I was shooting with that I think the lens the 24 to 105 lens that I had was my most favorite hmm. but as I've gotten older that equipment it gets heavy pretty oh. the, the professional lenses and the longer lenses that you need like to shoot birds in flight that gets rather heavy so I've switched over to mirrorless and I went to the Olympus brand and um, you know I'm enjoying that a lot awesome um, is there like a an overall message that you would like to portray through your pictures I know you know when I look at them they're very close up very intimate like we're not even supposed to be watching um, or is it more of like preservation? What would you say is the main message? So that's a good question. Because um, I think I, I do approach it. There's a two-pronged approach, hmm. first of all, because I am a Texas master naturalist. And so one of the things that I try to do is take photographs of what I have seen 
and you know upload them to iNaturalist so that they're documented that the species existed at a certain location. Those pictures are are informative and more documentary. Um, the other side of it is to maybe help you see something you wouldn't normally see, like the picture that I have of the cormorant. I have always said these are the ugliest birds. They're black. They're all over the place. They're a nuisance, but they have a turquoise eye, which the normal per you can't see unless you have this photograph and you zoom in on it and it's turquoise and it's beautiful. And so I think if I can help someone learn to appreciate the nature around them, they'll become better stewards of mm -hmm. what's around them. Okay, awesome. All right, well, if uh, you are interested in uh, Carol's art, feel free to check out her Instagram and her website at cfh.art. Um, thank you so much for coming in. I had a great time and I learned so much. You're welcome. Thank you so much. That's the end of our show. Thank you, Shelby, for helping us view art through a different lens. And thank you, Dr. Carol Fox-Henricks, for your wonderful insight. Tune in next week.